Hello everyone, this is Coach Sarah and this is the Nourish and Nurture podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at the topic of worry and anxiety. It's a pretty common problem that we all have experienced and I think it's really tricky sometimes to navigate when you don't have the correct toolkit uh, for you and can very often lead to emotional eating and other forms of self-sabotage like excessive uh, shopping or uh, some other kind of extreme behaviour to compensate for not wanting to tolerate the worry. Worry comes in quite a number of forms such as procrastination and when it becomes really intrusive and it affects our daily functioning it's really an issue. We get hooked into that process of thinking which becomes so unproductive and it increases our anxiety and low mood as well and then that can lead to even more mindless emotional eating or some other mindless behavior that we we go into just to kind of get some reprieve from that worry. Uh, so here are a couple of ways that we can tackle this and I thought it'd be really helpful to just think about really practical strategies to help you manage your anxiety a little bit more effectively in the moment. So the first thing I would suggest is firstly name it to tame it. There's research to show that when we name an emotion it takes the sting out of it and it reduces its intensity. possibly because you're not avoiding it and because avoidance takes so much energy, cognitive energy, and avoidance tends to fuel anxiety and worry anyway. So naming it to tame it. So that would be by writing it down or you can pop it into a voice note on your phone if you don't like to write uh, in terms of like writing a normal journal. Um, You can thought dump um, through a voice note to a friend. Um, whatever kind of helps you to offload it and to to name it and acknowledge it and identify then if it is productive which is fact-based or unproductive which is hypothetical or highly unlikely to happen and it's really important to distinguish between these two types of uh, thinking productive versus unproductive uh, because when we're in the moment it will feel like uh the actual worry is fact-based it seems really real really it's you know very likely to happen and so uh, we need to kind of take the emotional charge out of that so it's helpful to at the same time as noticing what kind of worry you are experiencing to also breathe um i would tend to uh, um suggest uh, this the size just sighing so that longer out breath any kind of uh, breath work that you can do that would would have a longer out breath that will communicate safety to the brain and dial down that stress response which will enable you to think more clearly and uh, to kind of begin to strategize about how to actually navigate this worry rather than get hooked into it and then get caught up in more what ifs because basically that's what worry is anytime you have like the thought what if that is a worry um so by being aware and being able to categorize what a thought is what type of thought uh, the, the the anxious thought is it could be really helpful then in further managing that worry so another thing to suggest would be to bore yourself calm um, so in my CBT work, uh, both with nutrition and counselling clients, um, I would ask them to repeat the worry that they're having for like five to ten minutes per day, 
So really slowly and deliberately. So again, you're not um, avoiding it. You are just, uh, you're, you're facing the thought and you're facing the, the, the worry because it's there anyway, so you may as well. Um, but again, research shows that we can habituate or we, we can become kind of like immune to the intensity of the worry if we repeat it because we're not avoiding it. Remember, avoidance fuels these kinds of thoughts and the emotions that come from them. Another strategy would be a worry period. Um, So that would be like 15 to 20 minutes in a day that you can allocate to worry. So you can actively worry in that time, but no more than that time. So if, for instance, at 10 a.m. you have a worry, you put that into your note, you write it down or put it into your phone wherever you're recording your worries. And you can go back to that during your worry period later in the day, but you're not allowed to worry about it there and then. Um, again, to unhook from the worry in that moment, the one for the worry that you get at 10 a.m., you want to breathe through that. You want to move rooms, just distract yourself and just choose to do something else until that worry um, has become less kind of in your face. And because you know you will, won't forget about it because you've written it down because you're going to worry about it later, you're kind of just giving yourself a bit of a trade-off and you're saying, right, I can work. I'm allowed to worry about that later, but right now I'm not going to do that. This is going to make you way more productive anyway, because you're going to be able to put worries aside, but you're also going to realize that come, say, 5 p.m., 6 p.m., whenever you're in your worry period, that worry you had at 10 a.m. is not even a thing anymore. And this teaches you that you don't have to pay attention to every single thought that you have and not every thought or worry you have in fact, very few are fact-based because they're so emotionally charged. They're based off of fear, uh, fear of uncertainty, usually. Another strategy can be just to contemplate the outcome. So one, think about what the worst possible outcome might be. So you do this in your worry period. Um, Two, think of the best possible outcome. And three, think about the most likely outcome. And this enables you to start to think and dismantle the worry uh, in terms of its validity. So you're starting to undermine its validity um, and starting to really think rationally about it. If at this stage you still feel really uh, convinced that the worry is going to happen or that like the worst possible outcome is the the thing that's going to happen, then you need to still do some breath work. You need to still self-soothe. You need to maybe go for a walk or you need to do something else to just um, de-escalate the level of anxiety that the the worry has generated uh, in order to help you to think more logically and rationally. And that's okay. That's normal. It's, It's a process. Another strategy, uh, it's a more fun one, um, is to laugh because you can't laugh and feel worried at the same time. And laughter is a release and a relaxant. Um, it's part of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest, digest, but it's it's the breaks to our stress response. Um, similarly, if you can engage in a creative pursuit of some sort um, or do, do do something that is creative. It might be singing, it might be dancing in your kitchen, it might be knitting something, it could be drawing something, doodling. That activates the parasympathetic nervous system as well, which again helps you to de-escalate the 
um, sheer kind of intensity of the anxiety that comes with worry. And then you can think more rationally. And then with unproductive worry, um, it's important to make the conscious decision to resume the task you were doing before the worry arose while also attending to any physical symptoms of the anxiety that may have occurred because of the worry in the first place. So again, your breath work, um, so size or box breathing, diaphragmatic breathing. You can do PMR, which is progressive muscle relaxation. There's loads of YouTube videos on that. Um, use a self-soothe kit. I talk about this a lot with my clients and uh, I actually have a really cool resource on it. If anybody wants a copy, I can pop it over to you if you want to DM me. Um, you can walk or stretch because again, um, moving our bodies gets us into a different um, headspace and actually even changing your posture changes your brain chemistry. If you think about even how you feel whenever you slouch compared to how you feel whenever your shoulders are down and back and you've opened up the diaphragm, it feels a lot better. Um, so these little things kind of help to uh, de-escalate the stress of feeling worried in the first place. But I think as well, it's important to even be really mindful of the costs of the, the worry, the, of, of worrying unproductively. Um, so again, the worries that are not based on uh, any facts uh, or enough likelihood that they'll happen, um, it's really important to get back to the task you were doing before the worry arose. Um, if it's a productive worry, well, then you would just replace worry with action. You know, if you if your car breaks down, you, you don't sit and worry about it. You will phone your insurance company or phone a friend or family member for a lift to work so that you're not late. You know, you're, you're going to immediately have a plan. One last strategy can be to make a worst case scenario action plan so that actually if ever, even if it's very far-fetching and you cannot let go or if you feel really hooked into the worry, the unproductive worry, knowing that it is not likely to happen, but you feel as though it might, um, make, a, if you like, a, a, I was going to say a catastrophic plan, but uh, make a plan for the worst case scenario so that actually then you know, this is what I would do. I would do A, B, C and D and here's how I would do it. And here's the people I would contact to help me to do that. And you would forge like an action plan. And again, you would only do that during a worry period. Otherwise you could be, you know, at that plan for, for ages. And that's going to just make you ruminate more and kind of churn over more and more worries. Uh, so if you feel like emotions are affecting uh, your eating and your um, general happiness and uh, if you feel just super stressed and you don't know what to do, to do about it do get in touch because this is what I do it's my bread and butter to talk through with people various types of anxieties and phobias depression trauma and um, I'd be happy to support anybody in need and um, give you some strategies to work on but hopefully today has been quite helpful in terms of giving you practical strategies for managing worry it's a tricky one and, and I think it's important to normalize it that we all do worry, but it's kind of like, it's not about not worrying. It's just about what we do to best navigate that worry in, in the most effective ways. I'll catch you soon guys.